about to blast like bubbly. I'm not waiting for her to say she love me. I can tell she fuck with me, man. Trust me. I got a 10 year old me still ain't fuzzy. 325 on the dashboard. Riding the Porsche, rocking Tom Ford. I bought out Bernie's new Christian Dior. I took the jet to the New York store. She lit while I'm driving, I'm standing the floor. I took it on track, now I'm riding this boy. You stay in your feelings, you never my boy. I can't come to the hood, I pull a decor. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Eagles on Thursday night football. They're, I mean, that's not really surprising. Tom Brady did what he usually does, threw for like 297 yards. He did, however, throw his first interception of the season. But, no, I didn't. I don't know how many people in the world outside of Philly fans really thought that Philly was going to win the game. They did make it interesting at the end. But, again, Tampa Bay beat them 28-22. to uh, Nothing really surprising there. The Eagles aren't really that good of a team. The Bucks are Super Bowl or are reigning Super Bowl champions. Nothing, nothing really to report on that except for, you know, water is wet, I guess you can say. I mean, anything can happen in the league, you know what I mean? But everyone and their mama thought that the Bucks were going to win the game, and that's what happened. Except for the people, of course, like the betters that try to shoot for the stars or anything like that. But watching this game, now now the game as a whole wasn't that interesting. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it was, it was a game. It was Thursday Night Football. It wasn't that interesting because it, it just, you know, there, what happened was supposed to happen. It wasn't that interesting. However, I've had this, this question has been looming for a while. And the question is with Jalen Hurts. Now, I've been on this podcast talking about, you know, Jalen Hurts may not be it. Uh, but now, but then he has proven me wrong from time to time, for time, from time, from time to time. But, the question that I was I was I was sitting there thinking while I was watching the game was, yo, is Jalen Hurts like I I can't wrap my brain around Jalen Hurts. Is Jalen Hurts a franchise quarterback? Can Jalen Hurts take the Eagles that ever since the Super Bowl year have has kind of been in obscurity? Can he take them and rise them up the ranks? And I don't know. And I don't, and I say that. I, of course, it's the easy way out. But I say that because watching this Eagles team, right, and watching the Eagles team, they they ask so much of this of this guy. They ask so much of Jalen Hurts. I don't think Jalen Hurts is. When we talk about some of the elite young quarterbacks, you know, you got uh, Baker Mayfield. No, whoa, whoa, not Baker. You got uh. Uh, Justin Herbert, you got Joe Burrow, you know, you got some of the young, good quarterbacks. And a lot of people want to put Jalen Hurst's name in there, but I'm just not too sure if he's in there. However, I do know this. And I do know that this is quite unfortunate for, for Jalen Hurts. First and foremost, Jalen Hurts is not a polished uh, car, you can say. He's not, a, he's not, he hasn't reached his pinnacle, I don't believe. Now, if he has, I, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like Jalen Hurts has room to grow. I mean, ever since, you know, Alabama, him losing his, well, due to injury, but losing pretty much his starting spot to Tua, 
Jalen Hurts, he's good. Of course, he went to Oklahoma and everything and, and, and how that ended. But Jalen Hurts is good. I mean, on Thursday, he threw, what, he had 12 completions, threw 26 times, had 115 yards in the air, ran for 44 yards, had, what, three touchdowns altogether, two rushing, one passing. He did have an interception, but I don't. The reason why I wonder if Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback is because I know right now he's not. Right now, Jalen Hurts has a lot of work to do. Jalen Hurts, you know, some of his decision making is still off. Some of his, you know, his 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 accuracy is still off a little bit. I understand. I'm not expecting him to be a franchise quarterback. This, I think, what two three years into his career, I think three years into his career, maybe two. I don't know. I don't remember. But I do know this. The Eagles ask way too much of him. Way too much. They expect way too much of him. They expect him. And and, and it's not the fact that he has to do it. It's the fact that they just put it on him. And what I mean to that is they have a, well, if they use it, they have a decent running game. And Sanders, they have a, or Saunders, Saunders, they have a decent running game. They just don't use it that much. They have some okay pieces. They have Jalen Reger. They they had Zach Ertz, we'll talk about in a second. But they have decent pieces. It's just they're putting so much on Jalen Hurts. I just don't know if he is, I don't, what what I don't want to happen is they use him up. And they don't use him to the they don't they don't put him in the best position to win. And then they use him up to the point where if his contract's over or he goes somewhere else, he's just damaged goods at that point. And he's not that good. He wouldn't be that good because he hasn't been able to develop. He's definitely better than uh, than Rosen. Uh, Josh Rosen. He's definitely better than Josh Rosen. But let me let me compare those two. To me, Josh Rosen is just an unfortunate story in the league because he's, he was never able to go to the right organization, the right place, and they never really – Josh Rosen coming out of college was supposed to be like a top pick, and he was one of the top picks. It's just he never went to an organization that one believed in. He never went to the right organization for him. And as you see, he got washed up early, and, and he's – I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. Now, no, Jalen Hurst is definitely better than Josh Rosen, but they just, the Eagles use him, the Eagles put too much on his plate. There should be no reason why, now yes, they were getting, I think that they were, the Eagles were losing by like 21 points against the Bucks, and it was it was definitely Jalen Hurts, um, Jalen Hurts that kind of brought him back in the game. Now, it was a, a terrible taunting call that definitely pretty much sealed the fate for the Eagles but they just I don't I, I don't know man I, I it's it's hard for me to watch what I'm watching out of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and not think not just feel bad because now I, I understand it's in it's the NFL you know it's a football league or National Football League I get that and they're expecting you to be great at day one but everyone that's watching the Eagles you know Jalen Hurts's limitations Everyone knows. We know his limitations, and we know that Jalen Hurts may not be ready 
to to really take over a franchise. Can he be a franchise quarterback? I believe so. I believe he has the talent. I believe he has the arm strength. I believe he has the the leadership to be. I mean, he's a captain of the team. But I just think it's unfortunate because I it, I've seen this way too often. I've seen a quarterback that's not ready to be a franchise quarterback. They thrust him into a franchise quarterback position, put a lot on him, even when they have different pieces. I mean, you have a good running game. You have a, 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 a okay defense, a, a, a better than okay. You have a good defense. But you're putting so much on Jalen Hurts that they might get to a point where you just he just you use him up until he's not good of course you you don't reach expectations because you're putting unrealistic expectation on him and on your team it it's it's unfortunate man Jalen Hurts is good and no he's not a franchise quarterback right now but I don't know if they'll use him I don't know if he'll be able to develop to be a franchise quarterback, one because of the 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 pieces that's around him. While they are good, I don't know they're good enough to be you know to to be. I guess you can say. I'll say this: the Eagles, the Eagles are good, and the Eagles can be a really good power running game. They they really can. They have they have a decent. I mean, the the limited carries that Sanders had, uh, Miles Sanders ha- Sanders had. On Thursday, nine rushes for 56 yards. He averaged 6.2 yards a carry. He is good enough to, to he should get more of the workload. There should be no reason, and I understand throwing the ball 26 times is not a lot these days in the NFL, but you just watch every single Eagles game, and they put a lot on on Jalen Hurts. Now, you can say, well, they put a lot on Joe Bur- Burrow. They put a lot on Justin Herbert. They put a lot on you know, some of these young quarterbacks. I understand that. But Jalen, I mean, Jalen Hurts is not Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts is not uh, Justin Herbert. Some, some, and that's no, that's really no indictment on him. That's just saying that some quarterbacks take longer to develop than others. And some quarterbacks can take more workload than others. So it's unfortunate, you know, watching it because, again, I, it's just I don't want them to use up his the talent that he does have to the point where he's unable to grow. He's unable to develop because, you know, he's he's pretty much I'm not going to say washed up, but he, at that point he'll be pretty much damaged goods, you know what I mean? And I don't I don't see the talent Nick Soriani should not be a head coach. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't I don't I don't know how or why he's in head coach, but he, he shouldn't be. And it's just unfortunate. It goes back into the category that I talk about time and time again that fit matters. And you can be a great, great quarterback, or you can be a really good quarterback and be put in a terrible situation and it can ruin your career. Hell, it almost ruined Sam Darnold's career. We'll see. I mean, he looked like old Sam Darnold on Sunday. So we'll see what he looks like uh this week. But it can fit matters, man. Fit like think about it. Do you do you do you see any hope? I'm not gonna say any hope, but do you see with with the talent that's around him? Do you see any way that Zach Wilson can get better with the talent that's around him? Do you see any way that Trevor Lawrence can really get better with the talent that's around him right now? Like it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Jalen. 
and and it goes back to Jalen Hurts. I don't really see. In fact, Miles, if you put more on Miles Sanders, I do think that Jalen Hurts has the possibility to get better. But they don't do it. They put almost. I think Jalen Hurts uh, accounted for like ninety five or ninety six percent of the Eagles' offense on Thursday. When you have a, I understand that if you didn't have a don't have a running game, Miles Sanders is good as a good running back. It just it sucks, man. And it's I I've seen this way too often, man. I've seen quarterbacks that, you know, just get used up in horrible situations to the point where they are able to move or if or they get stuck where they're at and they they just don't develop or they they can't because of everything that's around them. And it's unfortunate. So I I hope that's a different case for for Jalen Hurts. So the answer, I guess to answer my question, to bring it full circle, is Jalen Hurts a franchise quarterback? I think he's good enough to be. Not right now, but I do think that he needs some more development. I do think that he needs a lot more people around him and a lot more pieces around him uh, that that can that can assist him in that. But I just don't I think they're using him right now as a franchise quarterback and he is not one right now. And it's it. It's just it, it just goes back to the conversation that I've had time and time again in that, you know, you don't want to rush a player into their or you don't want to rush a player because sometimes you can rush them to a point where they never reach the potential that they should have reached if you would have been patient. And the Eagles, in my opinion, don't need to rush. It's just it feels like they're just throwing everything. It's Jalen Hurts or bust. And that's unfortunate when you have a good running game, when you have really good piece on the defense, you know. So but but also also out of out of this game, Zach Hurts, Zach Hurts had a really good game. Uh, He had a couple catches. I know he had a touchdown, but he got traded to the Cardinals for cornerback Tay Gowan or Gowan and 2022 fifth round pick. I'm not going to say I'm surprised uh, because J- Zach Hurts, I mean, Zach Hurts has been winning out of uh, the Eagle Philly for a while. Uh, it, <laughs> it seems like he's one of those players that their name's always on the trade block or their name is always out. There. I mean, I know he did request a trade, but it, it just always seems like Zach Hurts is, is, is trying to get or. The, one of them names or watch out for Zach Curry because he might be on the move. So I'm surprised. I'm I'm more surprised at the fact that it actually happened. Not surprised at the fact that he got traded because that was pretty in, inevitable. But it's been waiting. You know, is the 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 trade request came so far so long ago and and you know I'm just surprised they finally did it. And this is a really good Zach Curry is why I think hit I know his his production went down not because he's a bad player not because you know his skills are getting washed up it's because he wasn't happy with the with the where he was in philly and they did they stopped scheming for him like they stopped you know running plays for him and stuff like that so i think the carolina i'm not carolina i think the cardinals got a really good piece i mean that's just another weapon to add and to give to uh to kyler murray I mean, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Randall Moore, uh, Christian Kirk. They they got a squad, man. And that's, I mean, that's Zach Ertz, man. He's a former pro bowler. He's, 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 I just think that you're going to see the best. I mean, look at, look at, look at uh, J.J. Watt. 
you're seeing J.J. Watt, his last few years at, at the Texans were not good due to injury and the fact that it just they just weren't good. And now you're seeing Jay, you're seeing J.J. Watt play some of the best football he's played in a while. Same, and I think that you're going to see that also from Zach Ertz. I think when you're pairing him with a quarterback like uh, like Kyler Murray, I just think it's 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 that's a great trade for 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 the Cardinals. It's just you're really starting to see like it's kind of hard to 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 picture it in the moment, but you're really starting to see you know the Cardinals making all the right moves. I mean, they're already five and zero at this point, and then they're just making. Great move after great move after great move. So I'm excited to see what what how's you know Zach Ertz turn you know how this goes for Zach Ertz and how this goes for the Cardinals because you know it, the, the, they're getting a really good tight end. I mean, at one, at, there was a point where Zach Ertz was at least a top three to top five tight end in this league, and I think that he can get back to that once you know once you go to a new team, especially after asking for a trade and not being satisfied where you are it it has a there's you know it has a tendency to rejuvenate players so i'm exact i'm excited to see what happens with zach hurts so another story that well okay so another story that that's happening or that happened this week and i guess that's happening on sunday is the retirement of Sean Taylor's jersey in Washington. For people that don't know who Sean Taylor is, Sean Taylor is probably one of the most, if yeah, probably one of the most beloved players. Probably the most beloved player in Washington history, and one of the more beloved players in NFL history. Uh, he was one of the best safeties in in the league. Of course, he was tragically um, killed during a home invasion, but. For, for for whatever reason, Washington has not retired his jersey until, or retired the number 21, even though I think it's been about four or five years since a player actually wore the number uh, 21 for the organization. But they're officially, reti- officially retiring the number or retiring the jersey on Sunday. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate everything about this, man. I don't hate the fact that they're retiring the jersey. And, and I, in fact, I don't know what the hell took them so long to do it. Sean Taylor is one of – no, Sean Taylor is the most beloved player in Washington football history. We've had Art Monk. We've had Joe Theismann. We've had a lot of great players. It, but Sean, when we think about Washington and we, and we think about some of the players or the the the, the – the players that we loved when 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 they played, Sean Taylor is up there. So, I do, I don't hate the fact that his number is getting and jerseys getting retired because I, I think that should have been ha- been happened. I don't know why it didn't happen or what took so long, but it should have been happened. But here's why I hate it, man. Because of everything that's swirling around the Washington football team uh, with the you know the raid from the FBI to the to emails to the John Gruden to Bruce Allen to the whole uh, what's happening with um, what's his name now uh, Adam Schefter. It's just there's so when Dan Snyder there's so much 
going on. And I hate the fact, even if they don't, even if this wasn't, even if they've been planning this, right? Even if they've been planning this um, for for a while, and I understand that, you know, there's a new regime in, you know, with the whole name change. There's a, there's a new regime in outside of Dance Night. There's a new front office pretty much for Washington. So I understand that this is pretty much like, you know, the old out, especially with Bruce Allen and everything that's going on or going on with the FBI and stuff. I understand that this is pretty much your attempt to say, hey, this, you know, the old regime did not want to 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 retire the jersey, did not retire the, the number for some reason. The new regime is, you know, this is what we're doing. This is pretty much, you know. What we're trying to do, but I hate it because it just feels like this is nothing but a a marketing blanket that can cover the team from everything that's been going on from the John Gruden emails to the Bruce Allen emails to the Dan Snyder. Well, let's not forget about what happened with the cheerleaders just last year. Uh, and and there there seemed to be no resolution, or I didn't hear any resolution from what's ha- from what happened with the cheerleaders and the sex scandal. So there's so much going on with Washington, and there has been so much going. Oh, don't 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 get me started with the whole name, with the with the with the the previous name. So there's just been so much going on, and I just it feels like that this is nothing but a marketing blanket so that, hey, I understand everything is going on. Let me distract you with retiring a beloved uh, Washington football team's, you know, a, a, an old play. Let me, you know, we all know that everyone loves Sean Taylor. So let's 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 just revert your attention here and not over here. It just, it, it, mm. now I know they came out and apologized for the short notice because they announced this. Now, if you look at usual, jersey or 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 number retirements they usually tell you months in advance like they'll say hey we're retiring i don't know rg3 jersey they'll tell you that in the off season or they'll tell you that before game one uh or week one let's say in week nine or ten we're gonna retire rg3 jersey not saying that will happen i'm just saying They'll usually do that. They don't they don't tell you on a Thursday. No, they don't tell yeah, they don't tell you on a Wednesday or a Thursday that they're retiring a player's jersey on a Sunday. That that's that's why it just it just seems like this is it's horrible timing. And like you can't say, Oh, well, we have everything in motion. We just can't we, we can't stop it from here. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. You can say, Hey, due to everything going on right now. Let me let us we're, we're going to postpone the jersey retirement. And here's the thing. And here's the thing that I think that they don't understand. Nobody would be upset. Because everyone there's a lot most people are upset about it 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 going down on Sunday. Because they know everything that's swirling around the Washington football team right now. Hell, just what, two, three weeks ago, the team was raided by the FBI. John Gruden was having these email exchanges with, I think, Dan Snyder and like Bruce Allen or something like that. The same emails that got John Gruden out of here is this... <laughs> Oh man, and, and 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 if they wanted to do this, right? If they wanted this to be a a 
I, which I, it feels like it is. I could be wrong, but if you ask most people, it feels like this is a hey, we know we messed up or we know a lot going on. Let's try to 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 bring the fan base back. Let's try let's 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 try to clear our name by retiring a beloved player's jersey that unfortunately passed away tragically. There's so much other stuff they could have done. Hell, we're still the Washington football team is still called the Washington football team because we don't have a name. I don't know why you didn't just say, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to reveal the name. It's it, reveal the name for next season. You could have done that. You're to me. It feels like you're playing with Sean Taylor's name, and that is beyond disgusting. I understand. Again, you're retiring his number. Cool. That's that's great. I don't know why it took this long, but that's great. But don't do it at the at the expense of, you know, we're only doing this so to to keep the fan base happy and and to keep the fan base distracted while everything it's kind of like that dog meme. I'm fine, everything's fine when he's like he's in the house and everything around him is burning. It just it, it's unfortunate, man. It's un- again, I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. They could have been planning this, but I don't if they were planning this, why are they just telling us this 4 days before it happens? It's it's unfortunate. Sean Taylor's jersey should have been retired. Should have been in the Raptors. And it's it's just it's it's so it's so Washington though, man. Washington will find a way to mess up something, mess up a layup. Washington will find a way to miss a lay, miss a wide open layup, and this is a wide open layup. Sean Taylor is one of the most, if not the most loved, beloved player in Washington football history. Of course, of course, the people are excited about getting his number retired. Of course. His number should be retired, but don't do it under these circumstances, man. Don't do it under these circumstances. That that is disgusting, if you ask me. It's not disgusting. That's just, nah. Mm-mm. That's wild, man. And as a fan, it's like I'm as a fan of the team. I mean, born and raised in the, in Maryland. It's just like how how. Uh, it's 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 tacky. It's just bad, man. It's bad that you're using a player that unfortunately passed away his name like this. Just not not because again, I'm almost sure. I'm almost sure. If everything was sweet, if everything was cool, if Washington didn't have all this heat on him from the FBI to release the sixty five thousand emails, if they didn't have all this heat on him. I put money that we would not hear nothing about Sean Taylor's jersey being retired right now. And that is also very unfortunate. Oh, man. Let me move forward. Mm-hmm. So week oh, so week six. I'll talk about it in a second. Week six is, 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 is here pretty much. And I am going to predict uh, the games. And since we were just on Washington, let me predict another thing i understand this is homecoming week for people that don't know what that is in the nfl that's when you know a lot of the greats uh from a certain team come back like you'll see 
um, Ray Lewis come back for the Ravens or Alodi Nahada. Uh, I know he just got elected to the Ring of Honor, so that's pretty much like their homecoming. Uh, Washington's homecoming is this week, where of course you see some of the Washington legends like uh, like Chris Cooley. I know Fred Smoot might be there. Uh, Santana Moss, you know, though you know they they come back in in and I guess honor Sean Taylor's Jersey retirement. But I, I just talked about everything that's going on with it, like everything that's going on with Washington and how it feels. Why in the hell would you have homecoming and Sean Taylor's retirement the same day that you're playing Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? When you have arguably or you have statistically one of the worst defenses in the league and the offense ain't doing no better, especially with uh, reports coming out that Terry McLaurin might not even play. So needless to say, the first game I'm going to predict is the Kansas City Chiefs at Washington. Both are two and three. But let's not get it confused here. Washington is about to get destroyed by Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs just came off a bad loss against the the Buffalo Bills, so they're already gunning for a win. They're already ready and hungry for a win. So Washington has no. I don't think that. I think they're about to. You're running into a buzzsaw. I mean, all you've heard all week is uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, first, I, now I will say this: it is uh, the Chiefs' defense is, is has been horrible this year. They have been horrible. Their their red zone defense, I think, is arguably one of the worst in NFL history. If you look statistically, they they just been horrible. But Washington's offense ain't been good. Tyler Heineke has been better than I expected, but he hasn't been that good. Uh, he did have what two turnovers last week. Um, the defense has just been horrible, and the last thing you want to do is have a bad defense against. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, now Josh Gordon, Nicole Harmon. It's 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 not gonna work. I don't know. So I Kansas City Chiefs will beat Washington. Um, Dolphins play the Jaguars. Uh, Tua comes back. Somebody got to win the game. I mean, the Dolphins are one and four, and the Jaguars are zero and five. I got the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have a better defense, even though the defense has not played nearly as good as they played last year and nearly as good as I thought they would play. Um, I just have the Dolphins. The, the Dolphins are better than the Jaguars. The Jaguars are probably the worst team in the league. Uh, so there's that. So I have the Dolphins winning that. Rams at Giants. Uh, Sterling Shepard is supposed to be playing, and uh, Daniel Daniel Jones is supposed to be playing. However, Darius Slayton is not playing, I don't think. Uh, Kenny Galladay is not playing, nor is Saquon Barkley, who is your best player. And then you're going against a Rams team that is healthy <laughs> and and is better, even even at their best. Like even if the 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 Giants were completely healthy. I don't see them beating the Rams, so I have the Rams winning that game. I have the Colts and the Texans, the battle of the one and fours. <laughs> um, I got the Colts. The Colts played. The Colts played really well against the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Carson Wentz threw for like four hundred yards. He had one of the best games he had 
as a Colt, and he had actually one of the best games he had as a, in a while, honestly. Uh, it, it just was Lamar Jackson was just a little better. And, I mean, I think, you know, the, the Colts probably went out or left that game Monday night thinking they should have won. So I think they're going to have a lot of motivation going against the Texans, especially the Texans are one of those teams. The Texans aren't good. I mean, they have a rookie quarterback. The team is not good. I mean, you have, it's not good. And these are one of those these are one of those quote unquote gimme games. Like you're sup- you're supposed to win this game, especially when you're coming off the emotional high that you or the emotional roller coaster game that you had against the Ravens. You want some of these gimmies. Even though they're one and four, the Colts still have an opportunity, you know, and 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 still in the playoff race if they start rattling off some of these wins. And it has to start with some of these gimme games. So I think that the Colts especially, and again, they played really well on Monday Night Football. They just, Lamar Jackson was just better. Uh, So I think that the Colts are going to win this game uh, against the Texans. And the Colts are at home. So I have the Bengals and the Lions. The Lions are 0-5. But the Bengals are playing really well, even though they did lose (laughs) to the Packers in the the missed kick game. But, you know, Joe Burrow has played really well. Jamar Chase has played well. And Joe Mixon has played well, even though he is questionable. We'll see how that goes. But I just, I know the Lions are going to play hard. The Lions are going to play really hard. You know what? I'm going to do upset. Upset, I think the Lions are going to beat the Bengals. I think the, you know, they they play really hard. You know, Jeff, Jared Goff, they are playing at home in the Dome. I think Jared Goff is going to pull it off. Jared Goff is going to beat the Bengals. I know the Bengals are three and two. Uh, again, Joe Burrow's played really well, but I, I just think that the Lions are going to—I don't know, man. The Lions got to win sometime, and this 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 might, this might be the game. The the Bengals defense still isn't that good, uh, even though Joe Burrow is just lighting them up. But I I, I got the Lions winning this game. I, upset, upset. Lions are going to beat the Bengals. Packers at Bears. I got the Packers, best quarterback. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have Devontae Adams. I do think that the Bears' defense are playing a little bit better. However, going against – I don't know, actually. I do think the Packers are going to win. But I, you used to be able to say, well, you have Aaron Rodgers, so Aaron Rodgers is going to play great. But the last few few weeks, it's just the Packers' defense and offense hasn't really been clicking. And – the Bears defense is playing a lot better, and of course Justin Fields is is starting. So I, I still have the Packers, though. I I just think you have the best quarterback, you have the best the best two players on the field or on either team are on the Packers, and that is Devontae Adams and and Aaron Rodgers. So I have the Packers winning that one. Chargers at Baltimore. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I. I did not like what I saw. Now I do. I do understand that Rashad Bateman, uh, the 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 Ravens' first round pick. I know he's going to be playing, even though Sammy Watkins is going to be out. But I, I'm excited to see what he looks like. But I did not like what I saw against that Ravens defense against the 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 Colts and against Carson Wentz. And don't get it confused. At this point in time, Justin Herbert is better than. Carson Wentz and when you have Mike Williams you have Keenan Allen I, I you know echo I I just think the Chargers I think the Chargers are a better team right now than the Ravens and it's just that defense man I saw I saw Carson Wentz carve up that defense and I can only and and I just 
it's hard for me to unsee that, especially with Justin Herbert coming into town and he's been carving up everyone that except for the Cowboys. So and, and he actually he should have won that game anyway. So I had the Chargers winning that game. Vikings at Panthers. I have the Panthers winning this one because they're at home Two because it, it really depends on the Sam Darnold that we get. If we get the Sam Darnold from last week, then the Vikings are definitely winning this game. Uh, but if we get the Sam Darnold that's played or how, if, if we get the same Dar- Sam Darnold that's been playing most of these games uh, this this season, the, the Sam Darnold that got them three wins. I think I think they'll be good. I think they'll be good. Sam Darnold uh, again. It, it really depends on the Sam Darnold that we get. Uh, the Vikings defense isn't the best. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he's not really dependable. Even though they did win last week, he's not really dependable. So it, it really depends on how how Sam Darnold plays. And I have the Panthers. Not and their defense is good. The Panthers defense has a really or the Panther. Oof, the Panthers have a really good defense. So I have the Panthers winning that game. Cardinals at Browns. I think that's gonna be this is gonna be a really good game. Uh but I just think, you know, the Cardinals are just the Cardinals are just better. There's a reason why they're the only undefeated team in the league right now. Uh and there's a lot Baker Mayfield, he hasn't really gotten better. In fact, it, it kind of feels like he's gotten worse. Not saying he's horrible, but he's a he's a good quarterback. I think he's he's not a great quarterback. I don't think he's he's cool. He's he's all right, but he's the thing that I don't like about Baker Mayfield is his his productivity goes down in the fourth quarter, his stats and his ratings and and all that stuff goes down in the fourth quarter when it's supposed to rise in the fourth quarter, and when you're going up against that the uh, Cardinals defense that's really good this year, and you're going up against that offense, you're gonna need to score a lot of points, and I just don't. Especially with the connection that Baker's having with o- uh, Odell Beckham Jr. right now, it's just not there. Uh, I, I don't. I, I just think Cardinals are a better team, and I have the Cardinals winning that. Raiders and Broncos. I have the Raiders. I think that last week they were distracted, especially with the whole you know John Gruden thing. And I just think that they're a better team, even though they're both three and two. Now the Broncos have a better defense. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just think that they're gonna. The Raiders are gonna bounce back from last week. Um, but it does really depend on Derek Carr. Derek Carr has had two back-to-back pretty much sub or or decent or no, not decent, like below decent games. Uh, it depends on that. I mean, you know, I think Derek Carr is going to be between Derek Carr and De- Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, and and I have Derek Carr right now, so I have the Raiders beating that one. Cowboys at Patriots. I think Cowboys are going to destroy the Patriots. I just, the Cowboys are firing on all cylinders right now. Dak Prescott's playing good. Uh, Zeke Elliott's playing good. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's playing good. Amari Cooper's playing good. Dalton Schultz is playing good. Everyone is playing good. Even the defense is playing good for the Cowboys. And I just, I, to me, it's going to be a shootout because it seems like all the Cowboys games have been high scoring because they they can score pretty well and I just don't see Mac Jones keeping up with the scoring so I, I have the Cowboys destroying the Patriots honestly like I think I don't even think it's gonna be close honestly the Seahawks at the Steelers I have the Steelers winning this one this is Sunday night football it's I mean it's you don't have you're about to you're really about to see the difference between what the you're really about to see the difference that the Seahawks look like between 
uh, having Russell Wilson as their quarterback and having Geno Smith as their quarterback. Don't let it confuse you. I even though G, you know Geno Smith had a really good touchdown uh, pass to DK Metcalf at the end of the game. Uh, no. You're really about to see exactly who the Seahawks are without a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. The Steelers, that have a really good defense, arguably the best defense in the league, is going to go. It's it's about to get bad for the Seahawks, in my opinion. Uh, they, did, they did just put uh, Russell Wilson on IR, meaning he's not coming back till week 10 or he's not available till week 10. It really depends on how his finger heals. But... uh. Mm-mm. It's about to man. It's about to get bad for the Seahawks. The Seahawks and the Seahawks have a a tough few games, starting with the Steelers. Don't get me wrong. The Steelers, especially offensively, have been bad this year. How, however, Najee Harris is man, and 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 the Seahawks defense is not good still. Like, so I can only imagine. And then Monday Night Football, the Bills at uh, Titans. I think the Bills are gonna win. I mean, the Bills pretty much beat their the their hardest competition in my opinion, and that is the Chiefs. Uh now I do think that Derrick Henry running the ball is gonna cause a lot of or gonna cause them some problems. But I, I have the Bills winning this game. Uh Josh Allen is is M V P candidate and playing like one. Uh and, and he's getting everyone involved. Uh Emmanuel Sanders has been great for him. Stephon Diggs is still Stephon Diggs. Devin Singletary's been good, so I I just have the Bills winning winning that game. And the tight the tech the Titans lost to the Jets. So and, and their defense it, the only reason why they're really pretty much skating by is because of how good Derrick Henry is and Ryan Tannehill hasn't really lost in the game, but their defense is is bad. So I have the Bills winning that game. So there's that, man. There's that. Those are my predictions. If you agree, let me know. If you don't agree, let me know, and and, and we'll definitely leave it in the comments. We'll definitely talk about it. So, uh, moving forward. So, as we're pre as we're shooting this game three of the WNBA Finals has already happened. Um, oh no, it hasn't happened yet. As I'm shooting this, I'm shooting this. Th- I'm shooting this at what Friday night, dropping it Saturday. So the game has, and the game starts at nine. I'm shooting this before nine, but this has been a very, very good WNBA uh, finals, man. From it, God, it's been good, man. We we've had some of the best basketball that we've seen out of the WNBA finals, man. Um, the series is tied to, or tied one zero, or one up. I'm sorry. And game one, we saw the the Chicago Sky just blast the the Phoenix Mercury man. Like uh, Kayla Kayla Copper has been great, man. It and and Vander Sloop was was great. Game one, everyone was great. Game one, game two was probably one of the best WNBA games I've seen in a while. Uh, the Phoenix Mercury won in overtime against or Phoenix Mercury won in overtime, ninety one to eighty six. And I think that the sky, I think two things can be true about this game. I think the sky definitely lost this game and Phoenix won the game. I say Phoenix won the game because Phoenix did everything they were supposed to do. Brittany Griner was incredible. She had 29 points. Um, Skylar Diggins had 13 and 12. 
Diana Taurasi, who wasn't hitting at all. I mean, she was four for 13 from the three, but all four had to come in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter in overtime. So she came in clutch. It was a great game, man. It was a great game. And I think that I think that the the the, the reason though, and, and the reason why I said that that the Chicago Sky lost the game is because they had 16 turnovers. And a lot of those turnovers were were big fourth quarter turnovers that really allowed uh the the Phoenix Mercury to get back in the game. Now, I don't know again, as a recording this, I don't know what happened in game three. But I feel the winner of game three will win the series. That's just my opinion. And I think that the Sky have done everything right. If they cut down their turnovers, they're going to they're, they're going to win the series because they just have been a better team, in my opinion. However, if Brittany Griner continues to play how she's playing, not only will she be the finals MV, or WNBA Finals MVP, but she will she'll solidify herself as one of the greatest play, you know, centers that we've seen. I mean, she's she's been unstoppable this entire playoffs and if she continues to be like that against you know the the sky bigs it's 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 gonna be a long day but this i will say that this has been you know one of the best WNBA finals that we've seen in a while honestly in fact i'll go as far as to say it's it's probably the last time we've seen a WNBA Finals this interesting. Now, I, I'm definitely biased was when the Washington Mystics won back in 2019. Just saying. Um, also, shouts out to the WNBA first and second team. They were announced. Uh, and I know the first team was Jaquel Jones. Of course she is. She's, I mean, she's the MVP. Uh, Skylar Diggins, Smith. Brittany Griner, Brianna Stewart, and Jewel Lloyd. Shouts out to Jewel Lloyd. She definitely had a breakout season. She started. She averaged what eighteen points a game, uh, four assists, and one point four or one point five steals. She she. I mean, she had a career high thirty seven points. Uh, she she had a breakout year. So shouts out to her. And the second team was uh, Asia Wilson, Sylvia Fowles, Arike Ungulwale. Uh, Tina Charles and Courtney Vandersloot. I'm glad they. I understand that they we didn't win that much as far as the the Mystics, but I'm glad that at least Tina Charles made one of these lists. Uh, she finished averaging 23 points, uh, 23.4 points a game, which is the sixth best average in WNBA history. Uh, so and she averaged 9.6 rebounds a game, which is fourth in the league. So. That's the all WNBA first and second team. Shouts out to the ladies and shouts out to both Phoenix Mercury and Chicago Sky for having a, a very, very good WNBA finals. Um, Again, as we're recording this game three will actually game three is happening right now. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes and we'll talk about it, I guess, next time I see you. So moving forward. So the the NBA season starts on Tuesday and I'm going to con- I'm continuing my uh my NBA divisional breakdown and we're going to tackle the Northwest Division which is the Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets, the Portland Trail Blazers, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the OKC Thunder. Uh let's start with the OKC Thunder man. They're not going to be good this year. <laughs> but I, they know that. They there's no reason why or there's a reason why they they compile like 150 11 uh draft picks from everybody. 
all they really have is Shea Gilgis Alexander and Lou Dort, who is an incredible defender. Uh, but they don't they don't really have much. They're not going to be in. I don't see them making the playoffs. I don't see them making any noise. But I don't think that that's their goal. They're trying to play the long game. I mean, when you have a team that saw Kevin Durant, James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, um, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Chris Paul, all walk through your walk through your uh or wore your jersey and now they don't anymore. Yeah, you're playing the long game. You know that you're not going to be good right now, and that's that's they know that because they have like a thousand picks in the next five years. So I don't think they they do have Shea Gilgis, and I think he did sign an extension. So you know, and he's one of the better young players in the league. But OKC Thunder is not doing making any noise this year. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves is interesting. They they have a, a, a young core outside of Carl Anthony. Well, Carl Anthony Towns is still young, but he's pretty much their vet. I don't see them making much noise either, uh, because they I don't know why, but they never do. I don't know is and, and it goes back to the question that I've I present a while ago is do you really want to build your team around Carl Anthony Towns? Because they've done that from time to time again and it hasn't really gotten them anywhere. Uh I I don't know why they're not as good as they they are, even with, with the talents of Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, uh, who finished second in Rookie of the Year last year. You have D'Angelo Russell, even though he was injured. Even with that three, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really see, I don't see much success there because I've seen, I feel, I've seen the best of Carl Anthony Towns, and he's a really good player, but he he's not leading them anywhere, and neither is D'Angelo Russell. People, I think people get fooled thinking that he was the main. Well, he was a big reason, but he was the main reason that year that Brooklyn went to the uh, playoffs. But it's probably because they had probably one of the best benches and and one of the best support. They just played as a great team. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't see Minnesota making any noise, especially in the playoffs. I don't even know they make it to the playoffs, honestly. Uh, Portland Trailblazers. This is a big year for Portland. This is a big year for Portland because we we all heard the frustration and we all know the frustration that Damian Lillard has. Not And it's not just with the organization. It's the fact that he wants to win. He is recognized as one of, if not the best point guard in the league. Uh, well, I don't think he's one of the best point guards in the league. And here, I mean, he, he's been bounced for the last... They've been bouncing the first round of the playoffs for the last five years. And... Again, we heard the frustration in the or and I for the life of me do not understand how you you hear and you feel that Damian Lillard could be out the door. And you make almost no and I mean no moves this offseason. Uh it it I don't and it's not like they couldn't either. Like they could have made some moves and they just didn't. So I think this is a big year for Portland. Portland has to has to not only make the playoffs, but they have to get out the first round, in my opinion, to make Damian Lillard happy. And if they don't, do not be surprised if if I'm not gonna say demand. I don't know because I know he said that he's not the type of person to demand a trade, but he also said he wasn't the type of person to you know really be upset with the organization for not winning. And we see how that changed. So this is a big, big year for Portland. I think that they'll be good. I just even I just don't think they're good enough to I don't think they have enough pieces to actually be like a contender outside I mean CJ McCollum he's cool but he's not really dependable night after night the only dependable person they have is Damian Lillard 
So it, I don't know, man. Denver, the Denver Nuggets. I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be the best team in this division. Uh, you have the former or the reigning MVP in uh, Nikola Jokic, which I think he's probably one of the most disrespected MVPs ever. Because it's like he just won the MVP, but you don't hear anybody really talk about. It. In fact. When we talk about some of the best players in the league, all we hear about is, of course, LeBron, KD, Giannis, uh, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. Like, we hear all, all those players. We very rarely hear Nikola Jokic, and he just won the MVP. I think that – and another thing that got, you know, swept under the rug was the extension that um, Michael Porter signed. He, I think that this is – this team, if they stay healthy with Jamal Murray, Will Barton – this team, in my opinion, is going to be not only the best team in the Northwest Division. I think that they have they're going to have a say so in what happens in the finals, uh, as far as the Western Conference. This team is that good. This team again, if Nikola Jokic improves or continues to improve, he just won the MVP. But this team is good. This team will make some noise in the playoffs, and I think that they're going to be the best team in the West, uh, Northwest. And then, of course, you have the other team in the Northwest, and the last team in the Northwest is Utah. Utah is just one of those teams. They have, I mean, Don, Donovan Mitchell's really good, Rudy Gobert. They just, it's just a rugged team, a rugged team. But I, I think that they're a little too dependent on, um, they're a little too dependent on uh, Donovan Mitchell to create the shot because the only, to me, other player that they have that can really put the ball on the ground and create a shot is Jordan Clarkson. Now, I understand he he did win sixth man of the year last year, but there's a reason why as soon as Don, Donovan Mitchell did not play his best series against um, the Clippers, and they lost, even without Kawhi Leonard most of the series. So I just think that they're a little too dependent on, uh, on Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Rudy Gobert was... I mean, yeah, he was great defensively, but that's pretty much all he and and setting picks, picking rolls. But that's that's pretty much it. And and when you playing up against a team like the Clippers, they, and they make him play on the perimeter, it's it's a long day for Rudy Gobert. So I think that of course it, it's it's going to be neck and neck between Utah and Denver as the top spot in the Northwest Division. But I'm just going to go with Denver because they have the reigning MVP, because Michael Porter Jr. is playing uh, great, because they're getting Jamal Murray back. I just think that it's going to be Denver. But I do think Utah's, Utah definitely is going to have something to say as far as the positioning in the playoffs. I don't think that they can go deep in the playoffs because I haven't seen it. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see how that goes. Um, and another another thing while we're on the NBA – is something I've been thinking about. And shouts out to Bleacher Report because they, they wrote an article about it the other day. And I've been thinking about this for a while, though. Not saying that they got it from me or anything, but because I didn't say it out loud. But uh, so we know what's happening with Kyrie Irving and, and Ben Simmons. Now, no, I'm not going to rehash what's happening with Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. We know Kyrie's not with the Brooklyn Nets due to the vaccine. And we know that uh, Ben Simmons is pretty much. Uh, trying to dictate or trying to force his way out of uh of Philly. And one thing that I've been thinking about as as I've been hearing both of these. So Ben Simmons did report uh to to camp. I don't think he's going to play. I think he's just reporting to camp so he doesn't lose all the money that he's supposed to lose if he doesn't report. 
and Ben and, and Kyrie is not even can't be with the team, can't practice with the team until he's a full participant, i.e., until he gets vaccinated. So Bleach Report pretty much put out an article saying that these two the ramifications of whatever happens with Kyrie and Ben Simmons can definitely have a ripple effect on the league. And one thing that I've been wondering is how is this going to affect the, the, the CBA? And they are, they, they pretty much said it's going to affect it. How we don't know, but the, the league and the CBA has been, has been putting in double time. The last few years, I mean, with the whole pandemic, with the stoppage, with the bubble, uh, with the shortened season, now with the regular, you know, trying to get back on track with the regular regular schedule. The CBA and the NBA has been going through a lot. And this is, the world's gone through a lot with the whole pandemic and everything. So I'm like, how is, how, how is the CBA and how is the NBA going to deal with players that, decide not to get vaccinated and decide or have to be away from their team with the whole mandates or the, the, the citywide or statewide mandates or players that, as we've seen players that are trying to force their way out, i.e. Ben Simmons, i.e. Anthony Davis. Like I, we've seen this from time to time. And I've always wondered, yo, how is the CBA is going to change. There can't, the last thing that teams want to do is continue to, to give stars four five, six year deals. And then two years in the deal, they demand a trade. Like that's just not going to keep happening. The last thing you want to do is have a star like Kyrie Irving say, you know what? I know that you agreed to pay me, but I'm not going to be there because you know, I'm not doing the, I'm not getting the vaccine. I, I it is fast I'm, I'm fascinated to see and 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 I wonder how is the CBA and how are the league they're gonna have to change this they're going they're, I'm not gonna say gonna have to but they're going to change this I think they're gonna make it stricter and and they're already trying to do away with with uh, load management so I just I, I'm just wondering how this is going what effects this is going to have this whole Kyrie and Ben Simmons situation how it's gonna affect the league. And the article pretty much states that, you know, I think that they might do um, you have to you have to play out maybe 80 percent or 90 percent of your contract before asking for a trade. Uh, they're probably going to they're probably going to put, you know, change how you get paid if you aren't able to perform due to the vaccine and stuff, since the world in general is still trying to trying to figure out how or what's going to go on with that. So, you know, that's, I don't have the answers to it, but I, I definitely, it's definitely interesting. And I'm definitely, I definitely want to know how, don't, don't get it confused though. This, you know, the, the decision or what's happening with Kyrie and what's happening with Ben Simmons is definitely, go, I mean, Ben Simmons has four years left in his contract talking about, I'm, I don't want to report back to the team or now he's reporting back, but it's not going to participate because he just wants to play. Now he might play, but he still it's it has not been he still wants out he still wants out but he has four years left on his deal over here trying to demand demand a trade. We just saw what happened with James Harden. We just we just saw what happened with Anthony Davis. So and and don't there's rumblings Zion ain't too happy either up in uh down in New Orleans. So I'm just I'm just I'm interested to see what's going to happen with all these players signing these contracts and then like a year or two after they sign these four, five, six year deals, 
demanding trades or or you know wanting trades out or or players that may feel differently about getting the vaccine and now they can't play half the home games i mean i.e Kyrie or most of the, or all the games i.e before he got vaccinated Anthony Anthony Andrew Wiggins so you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what the league and how the CBA and and, and how they approach this because trust and believe there is going to be some changes you knew there's the, you can always tell when something's gonna happen with the league because you knew I think there was one game I think it was the Heat and the Spurs and like no, it was Golden State and somebody and none of the stars played like none of them because and they were they were load managing. Now I'm not saying that they you know Golden State started. I think load managing actually started with the Spurs, but you knew when when once there was a big nationally televised game and none of the stars played. You knew that there was going to be changes to come, especially when. All they're talking about is, uh, you know, this person probably this could have been the first game they ever played or ever went to, and their 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 favorite play wasn't there. Like you know, once them once those start stories started coming, you knew they were going to make a uh, make a change to load management. Or when players like Kawhi Leonard played l- less than half the games due to load management, and he comes fresh in the playoffs and win and helps Toronto win the championship. So you knew something was going to change and it changed. You can t- with this whole Kyrie situation, with this whole uh uh Ben Simmons situation, you can I don't know what it is and I don't know how it's going to change, but you know something's going to change. And I'm I'm just fascinated to see what is going to, you know, how is it going to change cuz trust me, this is going to have a ripple effect on the whole league whatever happens with these two. So especially if Ben Simmons gets what he wants and Gets out of there, yeah. It's 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 ew. so let's move forward. So I can I can let's let's move over to a little baseball. I was wrong. Now I'm not gonna say that I am a, a baseball savant. I'm I don't advocate avid, or I'm, I'm not an advocate or I don't avidly watch baseball. I do watch it from time to time. I watch the World Series and everything. I watch the playoffs. But I'm not the biggest, you know, I'm not, I don't like, I don't love baseball as much as I love maybe like basketball or something. But I say all that to say I was wrong. <laughs> I I think I picked the, I know I picked the White Sox and I think I picked the the Giants to to make it to the World Series and boy was I wrong. Now I will say that this has been a, a very, very exciting playoffs Um you know, from Boston beating the Yankees in the wild card to upsetting the number one seed in the Tampa Rays from Houston, which is a seem. You know what I'm starting to see is, and and, and baseball starting to change. Of, of course, it's all you know, sports always change, but baseball starting to change. It's been for a while now, actually. You know, the the name of the game, especially in baseball, used to be, hey, you, the biggest markets always win because they have the most payroll they have the most money i mean you look at the yankees and the yes network you look at uh the the red Sox, uh, boston i mean to a lesser extent of course boston um dodgers like that even though the dodgers did just win but it used to be 
the bigger the market, of course, the more the more revenue, the more they can pay their players, and they always win. But you're starting to see, I mean, Houston is not a big market, and, and they are, I mean, they're in the ALC, ALCS. The Atlanta Braves, shouts out to Atlanta Braves, man. They're in the NLCS, and it'll be a huge upset if they beat the Dodgers. So, right now, I, I don't know, man. I, I was clearly wrong because the White Sox folded to, to the to the Astros, and and the Astros are, are red hot right now, but so are the so are the Boston Boston Red Sox. So I, I have the Boston Red Sox right now making it to the making it to the World Series, and I mean it's been great. the The run that the Braves have been on have been great, but to me, the Yankees I mean not Yankees the the Dodgers beating the Giants was huge, especially how they did it um, with with you know. Beating beating them three two, I have the I have Boston and I have the Dodgers in the World Series. I think Boston's red hot right now. Even though I think the Astros is a better team, they're just red. I think the Boston's red hot after beating the Yankees, after beating the Rays, and I just don't think the Braves have enough pitching for the 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 um the Dodgers, and and Matt Scherzer has been great. Cody Bellinger hasn't really been good, but he came huge in, of course, the Giants series. So, I have uh, Boston and the Dodgers in the in the World Series, man, and it's been a really good playoffs, man. Base again to me, baseball doesn't get interesting in my baseball only is interesting in my opinion, or only gets interesting, of course, All Star with the home run derby and the All Star game. In the playoffs, the playoffs are incredible to watch, and I love watching the playoffs. It's just the regular season; it's hard for me to watch what a hundred and eighty some games is this. So, but but it, it has been a great playoffs, man. So that's definitely exciting to see. Um, and and again, I have the I have the well, my original pick in the White Sox and the Giants. That's no go. So I have uh, now. With the Boston uh, and Astros playing in the ALCS and the Dodgers and Braves in the NLCS, I have the the Boston Red Sox and the LA Dodgers in the World Series. So let's move forward. Hockey's also back. Hockey started uh, this or last week or this week or whatever it is, Saturday. So this week and. You know, it's 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 been an exciting start. You, you, we saw the mer- or the, the the start of the Seattle, the, what Seattle Kraken. Uh, they are one and one. They won their first game the other night against the Predators. Uh, their jerseys are kind of fire though, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I kind I kind of like their jerseys. I, I mean, I like them. I, it's it's a new expansion team, man. And, and expansion teams can go like some sometimes expansion teams. Are are god awful because I mean your expansion. This is your first year, uh, or they can go like they went with the what the Gold Knights when they went to the they went to the World Series. I mean they went to the Stanley Cup. They lost, but you know it's 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 uh, it's gonna be exciting. Now I'm gonna right now. Pittsburgh looks good. Now it's it's early. It's early. Pittsburgh always looks good. Um, in the and so does L.A. 
But I, I'm gonna ride with my. I'm gonna ride with the Capitals, man. Not, yeah, Capitals. Washington Capitals, man. I'm gonna ride to the wheels fall off. We'll see what happens with OV and everything. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with Seattle. Uh, I want to. I hope that they have a successful. I mean, it looks good. They they look really good. They 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 look good. But you know, I hope they have a successful first year. Right now, they're as, as we're recording this, they're one and one. Uh, but you know, I think I'm going. I'm going to ride with the Capitals. I'm riding with the Capitals. Uh, watch out! I mean, Boston always has something to say. The Rangers ain't well. The Rangers have something to say too. But I, I'm, you know, I think coming out the East, I'm going with the Caps. Going with the Caps, and I, I'm going to be inclined to say that Seattle's going to make some noise in the Western Conference. Uh, but right now, it's it's. I mean, L.A. still looks good, and L.A. is L.A. has been L.A. F- for a while. So, I'm I'm gonna say the World Series is gonna be the L.A. Kings and the Washington Capitals, and I have the Washington Capitals winning it all. You heard it here first, baby. You heard it here first. So, um, and finally, before we go, I just want to give a shout out to Don Staley. Uh, she becomes the highest paid black coach in women's basketball with a seven year, 200 or no, $22.4 million extension with uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. She is one of the greatest basketball players the WNBA has ever seen. She's also one of the greatest basketball coaches the NCAA has ever seen. Um, and the fact that she's a black woman coaching at a school in South Carolina it's it you know it's nothing to it's nothing to 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 let just fall by the wayside shouts out to her man she is a trailblazer and she's one of the greatest basketball minds that we've ever seen so you know that seven year 22.4 million dollar extension every single penny of it is worth it uh every single penny i guess is worth it and Don Staley will go down whenever she retires, whenever she hangs it up, as one of the best basketball minds in 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 history. Whether it's uh, playing for the WNBA uh, or coaching, so shouts out to her and the fact that she she turned down a lot of NBA, or WNBA uh, coaching jobs to continue to coach at South Carolina, and she's one of the most winningest coaches. I think she is the most winningest coach in South Carolina history. Uh, as far as the Gamecocks, I could be wrong, uh, but I know she's one of the most winningest coaches in women's college basketball history. So, shouts out to her. Shouts out to Don Sale. I just wanted to end the show that way. So, and there you have it. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeves, joggers, uh, sweater. The link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers, so anything to help. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love.
do 